0: Does the busyness of things take your mind off your problems? Is the worries counterbalanced by the fact that your schedule is completely filled up? That's next on this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Yes, rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Okay, I am here. This is my August check in. Okay, it's been a while. I know. I last looked at the date of the last episode upload and I was a little bit in shock. Okay, and that means that I'm grateful to have yet another opportunity to talk to you and using this as the platform to do it. This being the Gratitude Journal podcast, the podcast designed with, well, with you in mind. I know that sounds trite, but it was designed for me to share with you some episodes in my life, which may echo some of the episodes in your life where we both can come to a mutual understanding about trying to find better and more opportune ways to find gratitude in our lives for the things that we have and maybe in the quest to find those little speckles of gratitude that maybe we might not want more things too often. You know what I mean? Uh, Trying to find ways not to always search and grasp. And this was really kind (laughs) of, this is really kind of brought to me in a kind of a strange way, because I've been reassessing my camera gear and what I use a camera for. And am I really using a camera? You know, like I, I know I'm doing it kind of for work, but what am I doing with it, you know, personally? And I started to think about this in our drive home from St. Louis, which I'll get to here in just a little bit. But it was kind of brought to my attention full frontal that I love getting stuff from Amazon. I love getting stuff from KEH. I love getting stuff from Autorama. I love getting stuff. And most of the stuff was like big name stuff, like big ticket items. And my latest escapade was trying to fill the void in my camera arsenal. So I'll get to all of that too. But I really just wanted to reemphasize You know, the purpose and the meaning of this podcast, and I'm going to have a pretty big announcement about the podcast in the next episode, not this episode, because I'm not really prepared to, you know, go full frontal uh, regarding the announcement just quite yet, because I haven't really worked out all the details, but I'm going to have a big announcement coming up. Don't you love when people say that? I really kind of hate it because people on Facebook would go, I'm going to have a big announcement coming up on Thursday. I can't really talk about it right now. Like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. Did he get a new job? Is he getting a new car? Is he getting a divorce? Is he, you know, maybe have somebody new in his life? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, my immediate inclination is to say, oh, you know, just shut up and tell us. Okay, what's what the... But in this case, I do want to sort of iron and fine tune some more details. And really some of those details involved, Involve really kind of like how am I going to make this announcement and is it something that I really want to do? So I'm not quite prepared to do that. So that's my cryptic announcement about the Gratitude Journal podcast. But I appreciate you nonetheless tuning in and joining in and pardon my absence. It's been Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. It's been, you know, work related and travel related and good intention related. And then the good intentions really not manifesting themselves and feeling really a ton of guilt because I work on another podcast. Which is my buddy Mark Lee Shannon's podcast called Recovery Talks the Podcast. And yeah, it's kind of work related, but you know, Mark is a friend and I'm kind of invested, you know, in what he's doing. And we have kind of partnered, you know, in getting a little more oomph behind his podcast. And as I work on that podcast and upload segments of his podcast, which by the way, coincidentally, shares the same platform as this podcast. I kind of feel guilty, like, wow, Mark's had, like, three episodes, and I haven't had any. And, you know, the, the guilt kind of, you know, you know, absorbs me, and then it kind of goes away because I get caught up in these things called schedules. The other day at work, someone was telling me, you're not using your Google Calendar correctly. And I said... One, I didn't really know that we were using Google Calendar. And two, I wouldn't really know how to use it correctly. I mean, I, I mark stuff down on my phone in the Google Calendar and it just kind of shows up, you know, on a laptop, you know, doctor's appointments and a dentist appointment or somewhere where I have to take Donna. But they're like, yeah, you're not really showing us your calendar because we need to know that you are going to be out of the office from 2.30 to 3.30. And so, my response, having not worked in a building for quite some time, why do you need to know my schedule? And they said, Well, you know, we don't need to know every detail. It's just you, know, you can use all of these really tricky and peculiar ways to, you know, shield some information and share some information. And so, they were kind of explaining to me how to do this. And as I was looking at these schedules, and then when I clicked on someone else's schedule to, you know, to kind of put their schedule with my schedule. Well, holy crap, the blocks were like filling up with all this stuff. And, you know, I have a blue and someone says it's green and someone else has red. And pretty soon it began to look like the NBC Peacock. I mean, the page was completely covered. How could you like surf through all of this junk and all this stuff? And I spent so much time looking at this calendar and trying to manipulate this calendar and figure out the best way to use this calendar. And it was taking up like a large amount of time. And then someone suggested, well, we need to have like, you know, Don and I used to call them in-services when we were teachers, we still joke about it. When a teacher, uh, teachers would get together to like learn new techniques. This is way back when, you know, way back, you know, in the late eighties and early nineties. And, and so, you know, we would call them an in-service. And so we would gather for like this two hour in-service Well, years later, we still called that amongst ourselves. Like I would say, I don't know how to fill up this uh, garlic thing. And she would go, do you need an in-service? And so I would share that with people at work and they wouldn't know what the hell I was talking about. But I said to myself, I guess I need an in-service on how to run these Google calendars because these things are very, very Crucial and very, very important, even though there's only like seven people on the staff and we see each other all the time. And as soon as we have a meeting done with the Google Calendar, we're going to see each other in the hall. Why do we even need a Google Calendar? I don't know. Anyway, we still haven't decided which thing to use Google, is it Microsoft, is it Slack? And now there's Avana and there's all kinds of new things. And, you know, pretty soon I considered. Just suggesting to everyone, just go back to Post-it notes because they've worked inside this studio for years. Why not just use them? But I got to thinking, well, is taking all this time filling up the calendar, is it taking time away from doing like real stuff? And I'm convinced that it is. I'm convinced that we should be grateful for if you don't have to deal with all of this calendar stuff because it's... To me, it's lunacy. I mean, it's complete craziness. And I get that it's posh to have all of these events marked out so that everybody can see it and chart each other's progress. But it seems to me so far in our business that it's been pretty much a complete waste of time because people eventually just kind of go off on their own anyway, and they just end up sending a text or an email. And so it defeats the purpose of using all these apps. So I've been dealing with that at work and it's been not only work related, but then I look at like my own business and things what's left of this business anyway. And I think, wow, should I be doing Google calendar? Should I be doing Ivana? How should I be sharing these things with my clients? And then thereby taking more time away from, you know, the problem. So what is the problem? I don't know. I mean, the problem is just avoiding stuff that maybe you don't want to face and then using things like Google calendars to get in the way more, you know, like when you have to sit down and write and that blank screen or the blank paper staring at you. And you go, oh, no, wait, wait. I wanted to check on ordering something for, uh, you know, my camera, say. And then you go to Amazon, you start scrolling, and then 20 minutes have passed. I mean, you're just sort of putting off the inevitable. Listen, write some damn words, you know. And so I had this coffee meeting the other day, uh, a week ago today, actually with a very affable gentleman named Dean who happens to be a sensei, you know like a uh, I guess that's just like a teacher or someone who guides others and um, he is the head of one of the local zen centers and i've been trying to find ways to get better with my practice if you can call it that and i thought, you know, maybe i just need some guidance from somebody else, you know, who's You know, a reputable teacher, someone who, yeah, technically, you know, has Dharma transmission, but just somebody who can lend some insight. And so this person and I have been communicating via email and we set up a time to have coffee. And so we were sitting down talking. We had a nice chat, you know, about an hour or so. And one of the things we talked about was this thing where we put things in our way or we accept things getting in our way. So that we can just avoid doing the stuff that we have to do. And I was saying to him that I would like to learn how to be better at this through practice. But admittedly, I feel like I have personally gotten a little better about it because of what Don and I have to experience, you know, on a day to day basis, being that when something happens where she asks me something well i can't put it off i i have to address it right then and these conversations that we have about things there they happen in real time there's no way i can sort of put them off or I, i mean i can try to avoid them or pretend they didn't happen but it's not a part of our world you know to do that and it's really taught me to be very Quote unquote Zen. And I shared this with Sensei Dean, and I think he was in agreement. And I thought for a while, maybe if I said that, he was going to say, Yeah, that's kind of like uh, pop culture references. Let, the, let, let's take a more, you know, the more uh, deep uh, spirit intrinsic approach to this. And, but he didn't. He kind of laughed and chuckled and said, Yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty good. I mean, you know, you have to have conversation and engagement right now because you're going to derive right now out of this everything you're going to get because you're not going to get satisfaction later on down the road from this because of her condition and uh, because of our condition i mean i share this condition with her so you know it's kind of like oh you had this really important meeting at 10 in the morning and then maybe you know later in the evening as you're munching on tacos well, how did your meeting go? It's just the chances are great. Like 95% or greater that she's never even going to recall that I had this meeting. And so I've learned to adjust my thinking. And this is something that for a while was almost um, like I'll put it on a calendar and, and deal with it later, but I can't do that. Like I'm living sort of in the now and the now is really The only thing I have. And when I shared that with him, I thought when it emerged from my mouth that I was saying something really important, like, wow, this person's already achieved bodied status already. Look at We've had like a half a cup of coffee and already. I'm ready to give this guy Dharma transmission. And, you know, he wasn't so much impressed with that as he was my inclination toward admitting where I was and trying to accept it. And from that standpoint. I guess I felt okay when I was driving home after that meeting. Yeah, you know, you would think that just sitting in front of a microphone for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes would be pretty easy, but it isn't. You would think that scheduling it, putting it in your Google Calendar and making it a part of your world would be pretty easy, but it isn't really. As I've discovered, and I have looked, you know, at past episodes and thought, you know, as this year has progressed and I've said to people, this year's gotten worse. Um, I would use, you know, episode creation as one barometer for measuring that, because I've probably had the chance to talk with you less and less this year than I've had, have had any other year. and. Combined with the fact of, you know, trying to work and, and then I'm taking a class, you know, is was kind of a fallback because I believe really, and this stems from being an entrepreneur, I guess, is that you're always preparing for loss. You're always preparing to lose business so that you can be in a better position to gain the business back and maybe keep one step ahead of it. And I guess I've always felt sort of on a tightrope a little bit. And I need kind of a safety net. And so I've always said, well, if this goes away, I need to have this. Or if that part of the business folds or evaporates, then what am I going to do to kind of recreate that and stay afloat? And again, we're talking about a business that is very, very, very small. We're talking about a mom and pop, less than mom and pop. In fact, Our accountant had a a lady in her office, extremely nice woman, I think now who works for them remotely, who characterized our business. And I heard this on a phone call when Donna was back running our business. And she said, oh, that's right, Donna. You guys are just a little mom and pop. And I went, I'm just a little mom and pop. I'm offended by that. And then, of course, you know, I look at the profit and loss and I think, yeah, you know what I am. I mean, I pay my bills and I pay myself a little bit of money, but you know, for the most part, yeah, it's pretty much a mom and pop. And uh, I mean, sure, there are convenience stores, you know, right down the street who probably do better than me, you know, financially and otherwise. But this has always prompted me to try to stay hopefully like ahead of the curve and just prepare. And so I've been taking this class in addition to working like this Google class. And it is a learn at your own pace environment, but still, you know, and it's 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 a subject area. I'm not even going to go into it. It's a subject area that's it's really kind of boring. And normally I wouldn't choose it, but it's kind of popular. And I don't know if I'm right for it. But, you know, I told myself and I said to Donna in one of our conversations in the now, I am going to finish this class. I'm a third through. It's taking longer than I thought. And of course, you know, you go through Coursera and you pay every month and, you know, they don't care how long it takes because as long as you're paying them every month, who cares? I feel like it's going to take longer than necessary, but I want to finish. That's my goal. I mean, I hope I complete the goal, even if I never use it. But these are the things that I've been trying to prepare for. And I feel gratitude that I've at least had, you know, the common decency, I suppose, to look ahead and not be, you know, not be reactive and try to be a little more proactive in trying to set myself up with these things. I mean, I have a couple other things that I've already paid for that I haven't even taken yet, just because I'm trying to give myself, you know, this wedge in case whatever goes wherever and you know someone the other day said well now you're employed full time you know and like yeah but i fall into the same categories as anyone else who's employed full time that that can that rug can be pulled out from you you know whenever it gets pulled out so in my quest to find gratitude i sit in the morning with my coffee in front of my google calendar and i say to myself I right now am grateful for these options that I'm trying to present to myself that maybe that others are trying to present to me, and I try to find those little slivers of gratitude in those choices, that I have those choices, and while I think I've been fairly okay at trying to create these choices for myself. You know, sometimes when you're open to things, things happen. I have always been a proponent of that. And if you are open to meeting someone new or you're open to exposing yourself to something new, then maybe something good can come from that. And when you are an entrepreneur, I guess that's kind of how you think. And I heard somebody else say this the other day. You have to think like a business person, like you have to think like a business owner and a business owner's always, to a certain extent, glass half empty, pessimistic. This could happen. We could get blown away. Yeah, the, you know, the profit and loss or the, you know, the report for the you know, quarter looks good now, but what's it going to look like next quarter? I mean, I don't know much about the stock market, but man, I have a little bit of 401k money, and, and every day when I read the business reports, I'm nervous about the way businesses look at their profit and loss because it's going to eventually affect my profit and loss, right? It's a, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a snowball effect. And so that's why I'm so mad at Vladimir Putin for a number of reasons. I mean, doesn't he understand and realize that everything, every missile he fires into, you know, a, a democracy like Ukraine? I mean, every missile he fires is a missile at all of us because, you know, the more these corporations and businesses and governments respond to the fact that, there's some madman out there attacking another country. Not only is it just bad for Ukraine and bad for the people and, you know, bad for democracy in general and, and just the whole thing sucks, it's bad for all of us because, you know, it's, it's a domino effect and it's eventually just going to affect everybody. It affects everybody right now. Look at the gas pump. Look at the price of potato chips. You know, I mean, my chips were 98 cents at Aldi. Now they're $1.39. Come on, Vladimir. Oh, and the other thing that got in the way during this whole miserable summer of not being in front of a microphone—I got COVID. I don't know if I talked about that or not, but I did. It just, you know—I woke up and there was a little little drip in my throat. Like it didn't feel right. I reading to read my paper. I felt perfectly fine, but it's one of those things I usually feel in the winter, where I'm <clears throat> clear on my throat. And it's kind of kind of burns a little bit, and I'm thinking, uh-oh, you know, I'm gonna get. You know, whatever this happens, it makes my voice kind of deeper and uh, but it's not real. It's not me. And, uh, you know, invariably, after a couple of days, it means not being able to talk. And now I didn't get to that point, but I knew something was up and I had these free COVID tests that, you know, the government uh, gave to us. And so, you know, I tested myself and I tested positive. And so I contacted my doctor and I said, you know, I feel this, I feel this. And they're like, okay, well, you know, five days you have to be. So I slept in a separate bedroom and I started to feel a little tired. I had a little bit of a headache, but I would say that, you know, sleeping separately from Donna's trying to stay in the basement, I did go up with double masks during the evening and I moved my chair all the way to the other side of the living room. Donna's like, I don't care. You can sit over here. Like, no, I'm going to sit over here and I'm going to double mask. That was fun. And I'm going to just, you know, hang out with you. And then I'm going to go back to this other bedroom. And and I, I would say, as I said to other people, it was more of an inconvenience. It was more of a nuisance just to have COVID. And of course, I can work from home. So that wasn't you know, too terrible of a inconvenience from a work standpoint. But I'm glad I was vaxxed and I'm glad I had the boosters because who knows, you know, what could have happened with all these new variants. So, yep, COVID finally got me. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I did not get terribly sick. I'm grateful that as as much as I know, I did not pass it on to Donna or hopefully anybody else. And I didn't visit my 94-year-old parents And so for that standpoint, I'm grateful. So finally, let me say this, that, yeah, we're in the midst of dealing with our parents. Speaking of them, they'll be 94 on August 25th and August 28th. And it's just time. You know, my mother has fallen twice in the last month. And finally, some of my siblings who were sort of on the fence because they're much more invested in their day-to-day taking care of them than I am. I live 22 miles away. Everybody has finally come around. And we really scrambled to get them on lists and that kind of thing. We think we finally found a place. We'll know more next week whether that's going to be a go or not. And then obviously the fun of, you know, getting them moved. My dad is very resistant, but they don't have a choice in the matter anymore, at least as far as we're concerned. We're looking out for their safety. And this is, I think, going to be better in the long run. I don't think I know. I know it's going to be better. So that's what I have for you. That's my August check-in, okay? And I hope to be better, especially in you know, in light of the fact that I have kind of a major announcement during the next episode. And I'll get to that whenever the next episode happens. Hopefully, that will be maybe next week or the week after. Hopefully, the time span will be shorter. But I apologize for not being around. I apologize for not uploading. And I'm grateful to still have you around, you know, waiting for episodes and downloading and listening and so that we all can find these little specks of gratefulness for the things that we have. And so thank you for being patient and (laughs) downloading and listening. This episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast.